Hello and welcome to NLAB Talks. I'm your host Nurgül, the founder of NLAB Architectural Communications. Architecture is inspirational and so are the people behind it. We want to talk design culture, new projects and the unique stories that have made it all possible. Writing has always been the product of the world's greatest minds and it is no less important for architects. In this episode, I talk with Juliet Mitchell, who is a freelance writer and editor. She has worked as an editor at Penguin Books many years, then she founded Archetypal, a writing consultancy for architects. Her goal for Archetypal is that helping architects and designers by getting their words right. In this interview, Juliet explained the power of telling stories in architecture to change people's minds and make things happen. To learn more, go to our conversation. Glad to be with you here. And so I wanted to begin actually by asking you to tell us a little bit about your background. I worked for a long time in publishing. So publishing is really kind of my, um, it's my natural home or was my natural home for a long time. Um, so I'm most definitely a words person rather than a numbers person or anything else. Um, so I was working with writers, uh, I was editing, I was championing their books, I was doing everything that's involved in making a book happen. Um, and then in 2011, and for a few years, I was working um, still within publishing, freelance, um, still working with publishers, also with agents, and then directly with writers. Um, and I started doing quite a bit of teaching, and I really enjoyed that, and I enjoyed um, you know, how you can really change things for someone. And uh, I then, as well as working as teaching um, on creative writing courses and publishing courses, I did a bit of um, running workshops for people who didn't want to be writers and weren't writing, uh, doing creative writing, but had to write as part of their jobs. So people who had to write brochures or had to write blog posts or all the things that for a lot of people are part of their normal working day, uh, you know, even emails, um, anything that you have to write. And I actually found that um, found that with that I could make a real difference. You know, I could show people first of all that writing is uh, not always a scary thing, or that there are ways to approach it which makes it much easier. Um, that you can make a real difference to how people think about what you do um, when you're, you know, writing for potential clients. Um, they want to know. They want to sort of understand who you are and uh, see that you're someone that they want to work with so that all that can come across in writing um, so I did enjoy working with people who didn't want to be writers but had to write things um, it was also a lot less uh, there was a lot less hanging on it because with writers it, you know their creative happiness depends on it it's uh, you know they want their livelihoods to be all to do with writing so here it didn't have that pressure there was something very liberating about it So that got me thinking about um, maybe changing my direction a little, keeping with my, the skills I have, which are writing and editing, but branching away from publishing. And um, I decided that I needed to be working with people who I, where I was really interested in what they were doing. And for me, the natural thing there was architecture, because I've, you know, I've always been interested in architecture, really? <laughs> and I'd become even more so. Um, so I then started looking at architects' websites. I looked at <laughs> many, many websites, hundreds of websites, and decided that there was a need for me. And exactly. <laughs> so uh, that's really how it all started. So it took me a while to then, you know, I did a, quite a bit of research, quite a bit of talking to people. Actually, a lot of people said to me I was mad, that uh, I shouldn't be so niche, that I should keep my options open. 
be working with all sorts of different people, different professions. But mm-hmm. I, I decided to ignore. <laughs> well, I took a lot of advice on board, but I also decided that you know for me it worked much better to be focused. So I then launched Archetypal, uh, which must have been the beginning of 2017. So it's about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so Archetypal is uh, a short way of saying it is um, a writing consultancy for architects. So I write for architects, I help architects write, and I teach them how to write. Oh. Uh, I also work with designers, so, you know, architecture yeah, yeah, and design. Um, that's my field. Yeah, perfect. So you work with especially like design and architectural offices as yes, well. Yes, exactly. So what's the yes. challenge of working with this area? <laughs> uh, I think the challenge is that um, for for a lot of architects and designers, writing is not really what they want to be doing. They want to be designing the building. Uh, <laughs> yes, and they're you know usually visual people. That's why they went into architecture. So writing about what they do is you know it's something that is tagged on at the end that they have to do they get told oh you need to write about this project for the website or for an award submission or um, all those things that you have to do you know before and during and after yeah. a project um, but it's not uh, yeah it's basically cobbled together uh, you know I could often tell that a project description on a website would be cobbled together from a design and access statement because that's what they happen to have they've been you know they have to come up with a project description for the website so they take what's there but actually you know it's not client facing yeah. it's not telling the interesting things about the project it's not telling the story of the project um, yeah. and it just doesn't do a very good job of uh, championing what you know yeah. what this this practice does and especially um, in one of your interviews i heard that all readers are humans so yes absolutely. they really understand your yes. stories yes. behind architecture and uh, it's interesting because uh, when uh, we are in the architecture school it's really important to say about uh, the story about your project to yes. tell the jury to like yes. uh, professors etc but when it comes to your professional life yes. we have no time or maybe some kind of ignore these kind of text like yes. at the end of the project and yes. like the last minute things and yes. how would you describe this, your approach about this writing because kind of yeah so important. i think the the, um, the story is incredibly important i think as you said sort of the the fact that you are writing for a human you should never forget that um uh, my approach is generally to um so i do this in my workshops with people um i get them to think about um three things to do with the project what inspired them at the beginning what mm. challenges came along as they were working on it And something that they are delighted with at the end, or mm, not only that, the like the functions or the like yes, buildings, materials. Yes, exactly. Oh, the thing to remember there is that yeah. often, you know, the images can do can show you what it looks like and and you know how it's built a lot better than the words can. So don't try when you're writing. Don't try and do what the word what the images can do better. You know, you're trying right. to with the writing. It's about giving the human side of the story of the project. Um, so I generally suggest people, you know, when you start to write about a project, put away your images, put away your floor plans, because otherwise you're going to sit there with them in front of you and you're just going to be describing them. And that's just not very interesting. Um, but put them away and then that just frees you up to think, oh, what did I actually love about this project? And then you write about that. And as you said, everyone who reads it is a human And we are all affected by stories much more than we are by facts. 
Um, so that's uh, that makes it much easier for you um, to write. You know, if you've been thinking about what inspired you, what challenges you had, what what you're delighted about, what, what were the successes of the project, that gives you a structure, a framework, uh-huh, a uh-huh. scaffolding, um, which immediately takes away the fear of the blank page. And for your reader, it it gives us um, everything slots into place. Suddenly, you've got your um, you know the project makes sense because you're going from here to here. Yeah. And it makes it much easier for them to read. Um, I think these days, because we all have, because there is so much information out there, we have <laughs> short attention spans, all of us. Um, and therefore, you know, you've got to grab someone quickly with what you write. Um, I think, you know, even me as a words person, when I go onto a website, especially an architect's website, uh-huh. I'm generally looking at the images. So the words have to work really hard. Yeah. And you know, something that I find amazing about architects and or pra- architectural mm-hmm. practices is that they will invest a lot in professional professional photography, which is absolutely right. Yeah. You know, there is a real difference but between it's, a professional... It's kind of like but, photography and, yeah, and text. Then, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the text is really values. important too, yeah. and you need to bring your text up to the same level. Otherwise, you've got photography that is, you know, of this century that is just beautiful, that is, you know, really makes the project shine. Mm-hmm. And then you've got text that is um well it's just a pale reflection of it so you know think about how important it is and how much it can you know that's the that can say so much about your practice if you get the words right yeah also Um, like nowadays like we are all discussing about this uh, how can i say sugar-free image of uh, architecture because like it's all image uh, based like instagram like yeah yeah, and so what what these are telling like about the story Story, yeah yeah, exactly the same thing as the website yeah actually absolutely i'm i i should say that although you know i'm I'm, it's all about for me it's about the words a few words is great you know i'm not saying you should have reams of writing keep it it short keep it short um and you know that's a very good thing i think for people to hear that it's not that you've got to write an essay but the few words that you have get them right yeah exactly and i also wanted of course to ask you about the website of the as you say architecture offices because like each episode that uh, when i'm uh, like um, looking through my guests as well uh, check their websites about uh, part yes so uh, like it's it's also not only their architectural view writing it's also their uh, office culture and yes. like their values and how how can it works uh, easily to attract people in their about sections um so i think it's about pulling out what is different about you as a practice and uh you know certainly don't use generic terms uh, I've talked about this quite a lot, but I'm always happy to talk about it again. That um, you know, there are certain words that you see in so many practice profiles, like award-winning, which is great to know that your <laughs> practice is that good that it's won awards. But it says nothing on its own. And you know, after you you know think of a potential client looking at ten websites for a, a different architecture practices and reading that each time award winning multidisciplinary it's so <laughs> generic and it's you know it's as if you're trying to talk to everybody especially the word multidisciplinary it's like oh we want to make sure that no one goes away thinking we don't do what they want us to do rather than <laughs> but what you actually want you want the right client <laughs> so, yes so you want to be thinking about your perfect client right for them um now that's something i do in my workshops as well is get people to uh, talk about what they do um to one to you know to someone who is listening and see how different it is when you when you talk to someone you know you're reacting to them you're looking at them just like 
like I'm looking at you now, um, you know, you're nodding at me, so uh-huh. I'm encouraged to carry on. And it means that whatever I say, I'm, I kind of feel like I'm targeting it at you, which I hope makes it more interesting than if I was just thinking, oh, I've got to talk to 100 people. Uh, here I am. I, you know, I could go off in any direction. But think when you're writing, think about it like a conversation that you're talking to one person in your mind, have your perfect client Thanks. and talk to them. And that will help you keep focused. It'll help you keep what you're saying interesting, relevant, succinct, um, and personal. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can be professional but still personal, and I think the personal's important. Yes, it's the key key yeah. element of because uh, yeah. maybe you know there is a, a documentary about Rem Koolhaas Contemporary House. Yes, uh, that it's uh, through the routines of the stories and a housekeeper that telling the uh, pleasant scenes bring the house like more liveable and more uh, building to life. Right. So it's it's from the view of the housekeeper. Like, right, because yes. Because the building works itself. Well, so yeah. I think it's very oh, touching. It's like, very uh, interesting, like, yeah. <laughs> and can we use like these stories uh, in the text, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Like, oh, I, I, uh, yeah, I'll I, have I, to look into that. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, I think you will like it. Uh, yeah. And also about the collaboration with Archeo and how you brought in your like writing workshop for architects. Oh, yeah. and how did you arrive at that? Right, so I've done quite a few workshops in-house. I, I did a blog for Archeo about um, uh, my workshop with Archeo. <laughs> um, uh, and I really like going into especially small practices, but all practices. Um, and... Uh, that's what I did for Archeo. Um, and basically, it's it's a way of um, demystifying the whole writing process. So mm. it's sort of, um, I give fresh ways to approach writing of different things that you have to write, as we've talked about, practice profiles, project descriptions, bios, um, and basically making people realise that there's nothing too scary about writing. It's really about... Um, talking about what you do and in my workshops there's a lot of talking because it's about you know (laughs) start to enjoy talking about what you do I think we all get a bit tired of always explaining what we do you know we do it a lot and it can become very dull the way we talk about what we do so it's a way of getting people to feel re-inspired by what they do to think about how you know when they first decided to study architecture or when they first set up their small practice what was it that made them want to you know so go back to what inspired you and start talking about that and people you know they they will start remembering why they're actually doing what they're doing and re-thinking about the purpose of what they do and why they come into work because like sometimes you always forget like when you you have started yeah because every day you're coming into work you can't all you know you're so busy working and doing the everyday (coughs) things that we have to do as part of our jobs that you forget why you first wanted to do it. So it's a, you know, an hour's workshop, which often it can be an hour or a couple mm-hmm. of hours. It's enough to get people to, well, it gives people the space to remember why they're doing what they're doing, to talk about it, and then to actually write about it. Um, and it makes people realise that, you know, you're, uh, it's right, writing it should really be like a conversation. It should be very natural. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a problem that maybe it's from school days where, you know, um, writing essays, of... you, you think yeah. you have to write in a very, very formal way. <laughs> yeah. But you don't. The best writing is very straightforward. Yeah. Um, 
Like, yeah. Actually, like it's because uh, it it differs from like academic writings and architecture is kind of different, like in also architectural history or something. Yeah. But like we are talking about the real ones, so yes, yeah, absolutely. Say, it's it's it, it, it kind of uh, getting very very easy, like if you have the rules, like the points, the stakes. Yes, yes, no, it makes it very easy, um, and um, it's also about just using the kind of language and that you would not use in normal speech um there is one thing that um again I, you know i find myself talking about this quite a lot because and it is quite uh, it's an interesting thing is that yeah. a lot of um architects will write using the passive voice and by that i mean <laughs> um I'm, i'm sure you know uh, kind of what i mean but instead of um um the mountain was climbed by the mountaineers that's the passive okay okay Uh, the mountaineers climbed the mountain. Now, which is more natural? The second one, obviously. But there are, uh, the passive seems to get into a lot of project descriptions, about pages on websites, all these things. It's as if it, we sort of run to that when we're feeling slightly insecure um, and unsure of ourselves. And I think jargon is the same thing. It's a cover-up for not really feeling confident about writing uh, about ourselves and about what we do. Yes, you're um, kind of like... Uh... Put your, put your work. distance. Yeah, yeah. You put a, put a distance. Yeah, yeah. But actually, when people are reading what you've written, the, the thing they really want to know is, would I like to work with these people? So that's what you want to have coming out of everything you write. You want you want it to sort of be you, but on the page or on the screen. Yeah. Um, and you know, when I think for myself of when I've needed to hire a professional. Um, Let's say I've needed to hire a lawyer. I haven't actually needed to hire a lawyer recently. But, you know, I would go to the websites and I would find, oh, well, they all do this. They've all got mm-hmm. these qualifications. They've all got, apparently, expertise in this. So which one do I actually want to work with? And it's very likely to be the one that speaks to me, that seems to understand what I want, and uh, that seems approachable. And if I call them up to then check it further, that, uh, again, it's going to be the one who speaks, understands what I want and is speaking directly to me. So that is a really important thing when you're writing on a website is to think about what the potential client's worries are. It's their pain points. Um, so, you know, for a lot of people, let's say in the domestic market, um, you know, they want to have an extension done. Um, <laughs> they are they are worried that um, they're worried about the re- uh, about the thing costing too much money. They're worried that it's going to overrun. They're worried that they won't have good communication with people on site. So, you know, think about what your potential client is worried about and reassure them. I mean, that's, you know, uh, <laughs> that's what your words should do. They should be re- reassuring your clients and your potential clients. Yeah, perfect. Um, what does the communication also with writing as well in architecture's future look like? like How do you think about it? Um, I think it's really important. I think it's getting more important because we, you know, we all have access to so much more information than we did maybe 20 years ago. Um, so, you know, if someone wants to hire an architect and they put it into Google, they're going to get <laughs> hundreds, thousands, millions of uh, of things. You need to stand out through your words. So it just becomes very, very important that you are uh, projecting yourself. You know, when I say yourself, your practice. Um, you know, if you're a one man or one woman band yourself, but if you're a small practice, you know, the mm-hmm. ethos, the purpose of that practice, that you ma- find the right way of talking about that. 
And also, uh, what do you feel is your practice, the uh, archetypal is strongest skills like? Uh, I, so I like working with um, I like working with small practices um, who sort of really know what they um, want to do what what they what they are doing you know they have a very defined sense of themselves um, and uh, you know they may um, yeah be, feel very certain about that in themselves but just haven't quite found a way to write about it. Um, I'll talk about two practices that I've worked with recently where it's been just a real pleasure working with both of them. One was Ifdu, um, who have a very, um, you know, they, well, they call themselves idealists. They really are yes, idealists. I actually They're proud love their, like, websites because ah, I checked them, like, on great. Social, yeah, yeah. their social media profiles are really exciting, like, yes, too, yes, yeah. no, they do really exciting things. Yeah. So it was, it was great working with them because they, You know they have so many ideas and they um, they do some fantastic buildings. Uh, they are hungry for more, which is always a nice thing. Um, and together we found a way of talking about what they do, and I, you know, that was that was great. Um, another practice that I've worked with recently, um, Fink and Argel Ross, who again um, they're very different to If Do, but have mm -hmm. a very strong sense of who they are, um, who their clients are. Mm -hmm. The kind of work they do, they you know they they've thought a lot about it. Perhaps they've thought so much about it that that has, they couldn't quite get away, step back and find a way of writing it writing it down. Um, so I got together with them and worked with them to come up with you know the words for um, the words to describe what they do. And that game was is very satisfying. It's um, you know it's a good feeling when you help someone move on. You move on a step to be able to articulate what they do, and I think it's it's um, you know it goes further in that once you can articulate what you can do, you start to really understand what you're good at, mm -hmm. and you're sort of pushing yourself further. Um, you know, it's um, it's the the normal thing that if you if you can't articulate what you're doing, you're you never quite explore the boundaries of it. Because you're slightly oh. stuck just doing it. Also, you are not sure about what you are doing. Exactly. You yeah. Couldn't yeah. So I think it can help practices a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not an architect. That's absolutely um, crucial in what I do because I don't want to be too close to it. Um, you know, I've obviously read a lot, not of websites, but other things. I feel like I'm very immersed in the architectural world. But at the same time, I'm not an architect, so I don't have that training. I haven't kind of gone through that. So I come at it with a fresh eye and that is the point as well so when I sit around the table with architects you know talking about how they're going to write about themselves um, I can see from outside architecture I can put myself in the role mm. of the client or the potential client so like you are visiting also the offices as well yes, the environment yes, the culture yes yes I, I find that really um, really interesting because I think you can walk into an, a, an office a studio and immediately get a sense of you know who these people are it's, it's kind and of you, research like it know. is absolutely yeah 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 um and you can immediately see that you know how vibrant <laughs> an atmosphere it can be and how creative it is and then you know looking at the website and you'll see that actually the website website shows nothing of that side of you know this group of creative people um so you know once i've been into a, um, a practice studio i then uh, that tells me a lot so that tells me uh, you know that's Definitely a very important side of the story for me. 
obviously then it comes from talking with them um, and understanding kind of what's yeah. important to them. Because it's um, a very collaborative environment oh, as well. Oh, very, yeah. yeah. So you, I think yeah. you have seen a lot of different like, yes. things going on. It's yeah. Not, not only yeah. the projects. No, it's not only yeah. the projects. No, it's yeah. that um, you know, it's the the hub. The the studio yeah. is the the hub. This is the important. Um, thing. Yeah, and that's why actually I prefer the word studio to office. <laughs> I think office can sound oh, very perfect. just desks, very um, not uncreative. But a studio, you know, it really most architecture practices they you know their their well, space does feel it's a it's a creative studio. Definitely. A lot of like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. So like. Um, uh, how can architects um, get better at the way of this communication? Um, maybe some tips or something. Yes. Um, uh, so my tips are uh, generally to don't forget that what you write does not have to be perfect the first time. So, you know, this is as important for people who are writing for their lives as in writers, you know, where it's their careers, yes. their livelihoods, as people who are just writing, you know, as part of their jobs. Don't think, don't put pressure on yourself that, oh, I'm going to write a practice profile. It's got to be perfect. Completely get rid of that pressure. And, you'll, you know, what you get down on paper, first of all, after doing some thinking, don't think for too long, but, but do some thinking, then get things down on paper. And that's what gives you something to work with. You know, think of it as a sketch that you might do yes. um, on a napkin. Um, it's getting something down. Then you step away from it. Go off, make yourself a cup of tea, have a chat with someone, go off and do something else, sleep. <laughs> you know, if it's not, you know, if you've done it at the end of the day, go off and sleep for the night, come back in the morning, look at it, and then, you know, you yourself will have a bit of distance from your own words. And then you, you're, uh, you're not putting the pressure on yourself of creating getting those words down and making them perfect. You've got the words down, and then you start working with the words. So it's different, um, different steps all leading to your final piece, your final text. But it just, I think if you separated it, separate it out, then it just makes it much easier to approach that, oh, I'm not trying to write, write a perfect practice profile now. I'm trying to get some words down of the main things that are important. Mm -hmm. um, you've probably before that thought, oh, these are the main things. Yeah, and the keyword is them. very much easier yes, to Yes, absolutely. Write. And a bit like when we talked about writing about a project, you know, you yeah. look at your important moments in a project, your significant moments. You can do that as, as well when you're thinking about your practice profile, say, about getting down those important things and then you're linking them together that's the stage then you're coming back to it fresh molding it into something that works um and then a bit of space away again and then coming back to it and a good tip there is to actually read it aloud um and um print it out i'm all for printing out i'm also all for saving the planet and not printing too much but i think when you've written something it can really help to see it yeah. on paper Excellent. um yeah and if you've got a colleague who's happy to look get them to have a look because you know there's nothing better than a completely fresh mind and a fresh eye to have a look um uh, yeah and then proofread because often if you're you know once you've yeah. you've been working on something you're you you stop seeing the very simple errors so again that's a bit of time away come back or get someone else to, best is actually to get someone else to proofread it exactly. um yes i think this like uh, this writing tip, uh, writings uh, on your architectural project and especially in architecture schools as well because yeah. we are doing it but yeah. like unconsciously yeah. writing about these like, yes. schools. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. also very important. It's very important, yeah. I find it amazing that um, 
you know, writing really is not thought about as an important thing within, you know, for professionals, but for anyone within yeah. architecture that, but actually, you know, if you can have great ideas, but if you, uh, if you can't communicate them, talk about them, because you might be able to get yeah. them into a beautiful design, but you also do need to be able to communicate them. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's uh, and it's also crucial. sometimes I think uh, you I read about your uh, website that the adjectives and the verbs oh, are yes. using all kinds oh, of yes. adjectives. adjectives. We feel like we can, we need to, we need adjectives <laughs> that they are what will prop us up. But actually, verbs are what often um, give us a bit of real energy to give a bit of real energy to what we've written. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm all for verbs. I'm all for short sentences or mixing up short and long sentences, but generally not too long. And not um, passive sentences. Not passive, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, keep it simple. You know, that's the yeah. the uh, it's said in so many different fields, but I think in writing it's absolutely crucial. Uh, yeah, there is a real tendency to um, to try and find the longest word, and I think this is this comes a bit from school where we were. Uh, I remember learning foreign languages, and you would get plus points if you could, you know, put in a really long yeah, mixing word, the, yeah. mixing the words. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, it was all about making it sound posh or, you know, <laughs> sound, um, you know, highfalutin. But actually, um, you know, the way we communicate in normal life, we don't, you know, long words, they can be useful in a very particular way, but generally it's not what gets across the main things. Uh, you know, just come back to how you speak, that's it. Yeah. You know, we come back to that again, <laughs> how you speak. Yeah. yeah. And also I'm asking uh, all of, the episodes and also I want to ask you regarding the future what are you optimistic about for this area like for right yeah okay well I um uh I think architects are starting to sit up and take notice that um that what they write is important I think there's a lot of talk um these days about the whole business side of architecture and I know you're interested (laughs) in that um And I think, you know, what I do it sort of goes with all of that about this idea of, you know, um, you're not just um, being architects when you're in the office. You're There's a lot more to, uh, well, it's not just the doing, it's also the how are you running your business? How are you creating your company culture? Yeah. How are you getting your employees on board with your vision? Um, and that's a very important thing that writing does. You know, if you've got... If you can get it all down in writing, what's in your head about your practice. So you've started a small practice, you've started hiring people, mm-hmm. you want them to be on board with it. So I think it becomes really important to have a way of articulating it. Um, so I think all of this, this idea that, um, you know, uh, when you, you know, if, you're, if you've got a, a practice, if you're running a practice, it's not just about doing the designing, it's about running the business and all those things that come with it and about talking about what you do, marketing yourself, All of that and what I do yeah. fits into all of that. Yeah, perfect. And also, uh, I'm wondering, what are you inspired from uh, when you doing your work? Like, what inspires you? Ah, what inspires me? Yeah. I, I think the um, uh, generally the projects that my clients are involved in. I, I find amazing and I'm always thinking, oh, I need to find a plot of land and get um, and get some. Well. I, I kind of feel like every time I work with a new architect, I think, oh, they'd be the perfect one to design me a house. And see, I, I don't have a plot of land. I don't have the money to do that. But it's kind of, I have this, I get each time I work oh, with really someone weird. good. And, you know, almost, I think every single architect I've worked with has, has kind of done that for me, has made me think, oh, I'd love them to design me a house. 
Um, oh, so, um, yeah, I feel very, I mean, that's why I work within the architecture field is that I've, I'm inspired by it. Um, I think um, someone once said to me, someone who also works with architects, uh, she said that um, uh, she likes working with architects because they're clever people. And I thought, yes, that's it. Architects <laughs> are really clever people. Um, so I enjoy being with architects. I enjoy everything they have to say and I enjoy their buildings. Wow, thank you. And do you want to add anything about Uh, well, I should just add that if you know if people want to get in touch with me, I'm yeah. at archetypal.co.uk, which is a r c h i t y p a l .co.uk. Um, and yes, I'm always happy to talk to people and see whether we would work. Yeah, we could work together. I'm really happy to talk with you through what architects could do in terms of like writing and bold communication. It's a like whole thing. So thank you so much. It's a real pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode and don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. See you next time.